we're doing what we set out to do is create a community of people that are doing what they're passionate about. And Method is just that. It's the stories embodied and the community that we seek to create by telling the stories that these people have created and lived. Hello, and welcome to the Method Supply Podcast. Intentional conversations with incredible humans sharing their daily method. This week, Rachel talks with our founder, Kaipo Sotelo. On our last interview of the season, Kaipo shares the heart behind the Method Supply Company and how he believes that sharing the stories of passionate people can help others find their method today. We hope you enjoy. What's up, Method fam? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Rachel, your host for this week. Last week, we had a little interview where Kaipo interviewed me about my um, story and my past, and today, I'm actually going to have the honor and the pleasure of interviewing Kaipo. Oh so, my goodness. <laughs> so Kaipo is here for our round two of where we interview each other, um, and we were talking that, that last week it was so weird to be interviewed and not interview um, it, you kind of, it's, it was very strange, super ter- kind of change of, of seats, tell the turntables. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, so I'm really excited because I think that I'm going to learn a lot about Kaipo this week and I, I'm excited to share his story with y'all. Kaipo is someone who is very passionate about everything that he does. He doesn't do anything half-heartedly. Everything he does is 110%. Um, and everyone who knows him loves him. He has a million friends. I feel like every time you turn around, he's like, oh yeah, I know someone who did this. And, and Kaipo was your president, class president in college, right? <sighs> Something. <like that>. Oh <laughs> and he's just, he's just someone that everyone knows and loves and that he always, he always has some random hobby that you just are like, oh yeah, Kaipo also does this. And, and we're all like, what? <laughs> but oh my so I'm really excited today that we're going to be able to go through um, just the interview that we typically do with people, just kind of joke around, talk about some fun things and, and kind of see where it takes us. But Kaipo, so tell us your little spiel about yourself and some weird well, things, some odd things that people may not know. Absolutely. Well, it's all weird to me, so that is its own thing. Um, thanks for the kind words, Rachel. You really did sum me up pretty well. Um, my name is Kaipo Sotelo. I am a... 25 year old filipino american um boy i'm gonna call myself a boy i will always be a boy i'll never be a man i'll be a boy (laughs) for the rest of my life um so yeah i am here in the states i live in greenville south carolina um i'm finishing my dpt degree from musc um in may i actually get married also in may and i think my board's in april so this is a very busy season of life um i'm the founder of method supply and um my business partner right here the beautiful rachel wills that was her word beautiful um (laughs) for the week and um we've been doing these interviews for about a year this will be the week before we hit our year mark um of doing these awesome interviews with this idea behind the method supply company and i've i've really throughout this this whole time really been trying to figure out how I'm supposed to introduce myself. Am I a PT student? Am I a cook? Am I a, um, the founder of this company? Am I this? Am I that? Like I'm, I, I guess like I have a hard time also defining that, um, as Rachel talked about. Um, but for me, 
my biggest thing is that I just want to see other people succeed and I want to see people find themselves and really discover that method that works. And I want to give people that method that works. And that's what method supply kind of, kind of means in my own heart. Mm. Um, because I had my own issue with that maybe three or four years ago where I just was, was doing whatever the next thing was. And I really wasn't thinking and I wasn't trying to be intentional. And so the switch to being intentional and finding my method and how beneficial that has been for me for not only productivity, but for my security in my own heart. It's been that that has been amazing. And like for me, I just want to help people find that. So I guess my the best way to describe it is like I'm Kaipo and I'm I'm not changing for anyone. I'm okay with that. And I do a million things, but they all mean things to me. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Kaipo, you're definitely the kind of person that always has something new and something cool that you want to try. And one of my favorite things about you is that a lot of people will talk about doing something or think you'd talk about how cool it'd be to try something, but you're one of the only people that I've ever met that actually will do them and attempt them and, and seek them out. I think about how many businesses you've tried to start and you've started and done Prima Pickle. Like now you've got Prima and Greenville. Um, I know you want to open your own practice one day. So I think it's really cool how you are very intentional and not just intentional with what your dreams and goals are. Um, you always try to physically and tangibly conquer those, those dreams and goals, but also with how intentional you are in relationships and in friendships. Um, you're someone that people seek out as a friend because you are so in tune with what people need and what people um, like what they need in different seasons. You actively seek out ways to love on them and care for them. And, and I've seen your relationship and your friendships with a lot of the people in our circles and watching you be a loyal, supportive friend is incredible. And so I think that it's, it's not just something that has been the, that intentional aspect is not just something that you see in your career and in kind of developing, um, a name for yourself, but it's, it's in every aspect of your life and your relationship with Holly and your relationship with friends. And I think that's really cool. You, you're mm -hmm. someone who's a, a really big inspiration to me because of how you just go after what you, what you want and you go mm -hmm. after what you think you want to do and, and how you want to make the world a better place because you never do anything that's going to make the world just another something. You always just, you always do things that are going to make the world better and they're going to make people better and people are going to find joy from it. So you are someone who does discipline very well, I think, um, doesn't let discipline consume them, but is disciplined in what you're attempting to do and what you have done. Um, mm -hmm. So I think all those things you said really are very true about you and, and define define you, but you're not defined by any one part of your identity. And you can be all those things oh and not gosh. and not let one of those and not let it's not just one. You can have all those pieces of your identity. I had the but, biggest... I had the biggest headache a few years ago and in, in, in this journey of like the self-discovery slash like discovering the method and all that. Yeah. Um, one of the, the tools that came up was the Enneagram. And I remember mm -hmm. like sitting in at the Cannon Street house with all our friends there and just being like, I don't think any of these actually work for me. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I, I just don't like being defined by like a specific mm -hmm. thing because I think like there's so much life to live and there's so much there's, there's so many pieces of life that if I hold on to one specific thing and that's going to be a thing that defines me, like I feel like I'm limiting myself. 
you know, and mm. I think that's where my strength and my weakness is because the weakness part of that is then I'm never going to specialize. I'm never going to be like this specific thing mm. um, that I like. And that's why method is, exists because it allows me to talk to everyone and then talks about the method specifically and how those methods can be different, but they could be, I, I care more about the method if, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, I, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a strange <laughs> life. It's very different. Yeah. So doing all these things that I know you do, um, you wear a lot of hats. So what does your daily, weekly, monthly method look like for you kind of as you move through these different um, pieces of your identity as well as these different goals and and businesses that you've started in and roles? Um, So I guess to answer that, it it has to start maybe like four years ago. I had this book it was a green, a nice little green book. It was, I used to write in notebooks and have this grandiose idea of having these giant notebooks, right? Giant notebooks that would, I would like record like my life story and all that. I'd get through like 10 pages and I'd forget about them. And then I'd like just move on. So I found these little pocket sized notebooks. Um, it, the first one was a, a like black pad. I filled that one up and it felt good because I actually finished one, right? It was like taking these big, big goals and breaking them down to little, little itty bitty pocket sized dreams. And so um, yeah. I was basically at the point four years ago in my life where I did not know, actually more like five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago is when I started. Um, I didn't know what I was about. I kind of just did things because they were not only expected because I probably like had the capability to do them, but like also because they were right in front of me and I was only caring about like, oh, how can this benefit me now? And what are the things that I'm doing now? What are my responsibilities and like all the different things running a million miles per hour, but only on in, in one space. I wasn't going anywhere. So I decided to start writing and learning about myself because I felt like that was an important thing. And the only way to really learn about anyone is to read about them or read what other people wrote about them. And Number one, no one is writing about me. So that second one is off the list. And so I had to start writing about myself. <laughs> I started making lists and carrying mm-hmm. the notebook around, like talking about experiences and like small little journals and re- reminding me of like what I did this for and whatnot and all really to understand and get a better understanding for myself. So that's where this whole field notes exception or obsession came from is like, <laughs> I couldn't write in a big notebook, so I had to find a little pocket-sized notebook. And now I have, actually, I, I think I counted them earlier. I have like seventy filled out, and they're just like of notebooks, like small little ones that probably add up to one large notebook. That's, but that's how I, that's how I kind of track my day. So um, many. That's, that's yeah. It's it's a lot. It, it's a borderline obsession, but um, it is my it, that, that's my method. Um, that really has defined me and really has defined what I want method supply to be. It's like um, in my day, I, I can stay as organized as I want, but um, I want to track a few things just to s- show myself, okay, these are my outcomes. This is, am, am I being intentional? Um, at the end of that last little green notebook that I talked about earlier, I wrote down my core values. I wrote down my mission statement, which I can say right now if I wanted to, and wrote down my goals and all of it built off of each other. And that has really guided me in the last four years since I finished it 
and has given birth to sort of the way I live my life. And I, I got to say, reflecting it, reflecting on it now, it, it was a lot of work. And I kind of just didn't see it because I kind of put my head down whenever I do something. I, I, I need to finish it. Like I can't finish, like unfinish a puzzle. Like I have to sit down and like get as much done as I can. Um, but it really has benefited me as a whole because now I have direction. Now I have a really good idea of what I want to be. And I really have a good idea of what I want in life and what God's blessed me with. And all these different things that I would never have known if I didn't invest in myself and I, I wouldn't have started reading as much as I do or do all of these things. But really to answer that question, and I've thought about it because I've been, I've had 40 conversations of other, with other people asking <laughs> the same question. It's, it really has to be that it has to be, um, it has to be the fact that my method has to do with finding my ideal version of what I believe I'm meant to do. And then pursuing that daily not as a big step but a bunch of little steps and those little steps will add up and i've seen it add up and i i hope to continue seeing them add up if that answers the question at all rachel i think it does and i think it, it shows how important to your story reflection is um because i find that you you do write a lot you write a lot down and, and you write things as a way also like keeping track of what you've done and what you've seen and experienced so you can look back on it which is reflection and i think that one of the values that we've talked about before includes reflection, um, mm -hmm. adding value and, and making sure you look back and um, kind of work on yourself as well. But what would you say out of all the things that you do right now, what is something that you feel like is, is worth sharing with the world um, that you want people to know about, but that you feel like um, is related to your, your many roles and your reflection and, and how you got where you are? <laughs> Um, that, yeah, loaded questions. Like we wrote these questions to be introspective. Um, to answer that, um, what I'd say is really it's it's this idea of telling a story. We talked with you last week about how you wanted to be a writer. I also wanted to be a writer growing up. Mm -hmm. um, actually, my crowning achievement, I think my greatest achievement that I'll always have is um, in 11th grade, I won the Young Authors Contest for my school. And I was just like, man, I'm, this nice. is it. This is me peaking. So, um, yeah. And they even called the wrong person's name up on stage at the end of the award ceremony. They called this <laughs> random other girl and it was my story. And so like afterwards I was like, Hey, that was my story. And yeah, I'm, I'm only a little bitter about it. It was 10 years oh ago. Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, but anyways, the idea of telling stories, um, I love stories because, they're an ongoing thing, right? They are unraveling before us every day. Um, they are things that have happened, things yet to happen. They're things made up. They are things that will maybe never happen, but we can only hope for. Um, we tell our life, our life, our lives as human beings in stories. Um, when you're talking with other people, they have stories about what they've done or wish they could have done or it that that is what is also i guess coinciding with method i think stories are the method um and i've always thought about that and i've always been mm -hmm. curious because like you know the people that are really good at at their method are the ones that really do make a big difference um that's why like mm -hmm. I've, I've just realized i love seeing people's thought processes i and 
that's what I think is most worthwhile as far as like sharing with the world is method. Um, I want to share those stories. I want to share how someone has created a million dollar industry, um, has so, how someone has been able to create their talent for photography or been able to travel to all these places or um, like as diverse as being a nurse practitioner and a, and a owner of a rug company. Like those are the people we talk to and how everyone yeah. s- stays so passionate about those things. And not that it's like super easy to do those things, but I think there's something really beautiful in that. And I want to bring that to the forefront because other people that see those stories have reached out. Some person in Brazil um, reached out to me on Instagram. was like, hey, love what you do. Um, keep it up. Like random people from all over the world, North Carolina. This one guy last month was just like, hey, I love what you do. I'm going to order a shirt, send a shirt over. Super cool. Um, I think that's beautiful because we're doing what we set out to do is create a community of people that are doing what they're passionate about. And method is just that. It's the stories embodied and the community that we seek to create by telling the stories that these people have have created and lived. Do you think that it's being able to share stories and share people's experiences that makes it worthwhile for all the effort and work that you've put into the different, um, your different roles? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've thought about that one. I think that one's the hardest question, right? I, th- I think that's the, the tough one because really a lot of people would would say like you put in all this effort like where does that really show like what's the definition of success for you and i mean like we're i mean we have money in our in our bank account from all, all our sales and everything but that doesn't define our bank account we have we've been streamed in over 20 countries and have like 3000 plus downloads on our on in the last year of our show like does that define like you know is that us making it Really, what makes it worth it are the little little bits of feedback. I think seeing like, you know, we made a difference in someone's life today. Hey, I don't care if twenty people are listening to this podcast or a hundred people are listening to this podcast or a thousand. We're people are listening. I think that's the point. I think the fact that we're able to create that makes that worthwhile. Um, and whatever I do, whatever I end up doing, is it'll always be around creating something bigger than myself and something that will hopefully outlive me and not squandering the opportunity that my parents gave me to be able to be in this position to pursue what I love. Um, I think there's a lot of pieces there, but I think that's what really does make it worthwhile. I feel like I'm maximizing this potential. I I totally hear that. I think, I think that it's really interesting like the degree of how storytelling and sharing stories can inspire people. And I think that's one of the reasons when we started method, we, we wanted to share as many stories as possible because you never know what in someone's story is going to inspire another individual. And like, there are plenty of stories I hear that I'm like, that's great. But like, it doesn't speak to my heart. And then there's stories Mm -hmm. I hear and I'm like that, like I see myself in that situation or I, I hear that and that piece of wisdom or that experience or that thought process that touches me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool how stories coming out of South Carolina 
that are of interviews of people all over the world are affecting people all over the world. And that we're able to share those stories and show people that we're all human and we all have um, hopes and dreams and desires and thoughts and, mm-hmm. and sacrifices and suffering. And what would you say in the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years, um, ever since you were in college, was there a season that you would say, other than when you were writing the green book, that kind of defined you or mm. kind of altered your perception of the world? Um, that's a that's a very good question. So, um, I talked with my dad on on podcast. It was on Father's Day. Um, it was one of our first two episodes, and it was <laughs> one of the longest ones. It was nearly an hour. Um, but we kind of talk about our experience um, as a family. Uh, my dad moved to. Um, I guess he grew up in California, came, went back to the Philippines, met my mom. Um, and then when I was two, we moved to Guam and that's where I grew up. Right. And that, all that to say is like, I've never felt like I've exactly belonged in this specific place or like I could really like say I'm from here because you know, in Guam, I'm not ethnically from Guam. I'm, I'm Guamanian, but I'm not Chamorro. I'm not a local. Like, I would say I'm from there, but I can't say, like, that's where my, like, heritage is. Um, I can't say I'm from the Philippines yeah. either because, like, I I mean, I spent a year there in my lifetime. Um, and now being out here, it's its its, its own thing. Like, who am I? I? I live with my little brother, but that's the nearest relative I have. You know, it's its, its own thing. And I think, man, to really talk to you about defining it's been this whole journey of really trying to create something something new and something really that is my life i've got an open slate i've got this opportunity to basically start my own like family lineage here in the states because i'm not going to be going back to guam i'm not going to be going back to the philippines like this is this is it i'm starting something new and my realization for that was about five six years ago and um, I talked to my mom when she was still alive. She actually just passed in, in la- last April, like we kind of talked about on my dad's episode. But um, through this whole process of the different hardships, and man, I could talk your ear off for the next five hours about the different things that I've <laughs> walked through or like the family's been walking through. or it, Like there were just, there's too many stories. The only thing I could think of all the way across and through is really this thing of not being defined by the situation that sets you up being thankful for what's happened to this point that you're in now but knowing that the future is still yet to be made and being able to create that i think that's the season of life that has really taken hold for me um and it's a different answer um i don't want to say if it's a better answer because it's very non-specific and maybe doesn't actually answer your question but the the aspect of I've in the last six years realized I need to create something new. I have to build and start what is the new line ahead of me. And what I want that to be defining as I will be the first in this next generation. What is the precedent I want to set? And I would say that is particularly the season I will say has made me who I am today is that realization, all the sacrifices that my parents have given me or given up for me to put me in the position where I'm 
at now. I'm not going to squander it. I'm not going to take it and, and throw it to the side. I'm not going to waste my life. Like this is when I realized that this is it. This is when I got intentional. And that's really what brought me to the way I pursue life now actively as. Yeah. I feel like for you, there's a, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or anything, but I feel like for you, there's this theme of not wanting to waste what you've been given. And that shines through in your desire to be intentional because you are intentional so that you can use the resources that have been given to you of time, energy, money, opportunity, friendships in order to create something and create mm-hmm. something new and blended and beautiful. Nail on um, the head, Rachel. Nail on the head. <laughs> so I think that that, that answer to that question that you just gave it, it really speaks, I think truly of your, of your heart and like what I know about you mm-hmm. and your desire to always create something, um, that is that is genuine and is real, um, but that inspires others. And I think I think you do that really well. I think that you are an inspiration to a lot of people, um, both because of your journey and your story, but also with how you carry yourself and how you interact with others. And um, it's an honor to work with you for sure. It, you make all of it fun and um, show me how I can challenge myself and become a better person every day. Um, and you're brilliant. You're very intelligent. Every, Kaipo is Kaipo is very intelligent y'all like he is he he really thinks through things and and he really has so much wisdom to share with the world but you kind of jumped around earlier on your questions you cheated a little and said that you wanted to be a writer when you were younger when you were a kid (laughs) um but what kind of writer did you want to be when you were a kid oh man so I I wanted to be I like I like the stories that were not I'm really trying to think about it because I like the stories that shared an idea and taught a lesson without me realizing I was te- being taught. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, like this, those those were the stories, and like I really have gravitated toward those things, like narrative. I think that's the mm-hmm. that would be a good word for it. Like I like the the narratives that are like you know it could be the 1980 miracle on ice team that beat the Soviet Union and they were against all odds and they were a bunch of college kids that got <laughs> had no chance or like that that narrative and then taking it all the way through and how beautiful that happened that's real or mm-hmm. it's one of Aesop's fables with the the lion and the mouse and like you know how mighty the lion is and how little a thing can really bother it but it takes someone coming along and yeah. being like okay I can take that 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 tack out of your your paw and now you can be good yeah um and i probably butchered that that's probably not even aesop's fable i'll be honest no um, but <laughs> it sounds like an aesop fable <laughs> it sounds like yeah but the kind of writer i wanted to be was i wanted to be able to t- share with other people look like here's a story you know here's a story and maybe no one learns from it maybe no one ever does maybe there's one person that actually does listen to or read whatever I have to put out. And that would make my day because I added value to another person. Um, speaking of writing, like my mission statement was big for me because I made a difference in my own life. And I realized that writing had that power. Um, and having the mission statement of um, living an authentic life that maximizes potential, puts others first, and impacts the world positively through those around me that um, by doing these things every day, I may 
bring glory to God and being content with his will. Like the, that's my mission statement. And that's the power mm-hmm. of writing that I always gravitated towards because if I was able to write that for myself, then maybe I can help people write that for others. Um, and so growing up, that wasn't yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. I kind of like mashed that up to what I'm thinking of today. But growing up, those were the things I like would see. Like it would be in the random philosophy classes that I'm sitting in on or the random like store like movies or whatever i just wanted to share stories i think this is the biggest thing um and that's again a roundabout way of saying like a decent one that could actually not ramble like i am now (laughs) i suppose um but yeah no 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 i think yeah it's so interesting how there's this constant theme in your life like i feel Mm -hmm. like all of the things you've talked about just are, are so related in terms of inspiring others and telling stories and wanting yeah. to add value to people. But well, do you think and, really- and I'll say, I'll say this, like I had a pretty bad stutter growing up. So writing was the only thing I could really do that I could communicate mm-hmm. well. And I couldn't sing all that great. And I still can't sing all that great, but I'll still sing. But you'll see like when I get nervous or when I'm rambling or something like that, you'll see me kind of stop because that's where my stutter mm-hmm. would fill in. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where writing sort of filled the gap for me, if that made any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that reminds me of Bridgerton. Have you seen Bridgerton? I have not. Holly oh my gosh. Kaipo, you need to watch it. You can tell Holly that she's basically Daphne. Oh my goodness! Um, well, the Duke, the Duke, one of the main characters, he um, had a stutter as a kid and worked really hard to um, perfect his his um, his speaking skills. And um, but that's but you probably really like it. That's that's really interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I didn't remember that about you. I think you told me that before, <laughs> but I didn't remember that. See, I told you I learned something new about you. Um, do you think little you would be proud today of what you've accomplished and where you're going? You, you know what? Probably. Um, yeah, I think the little me was more obsessed with the idea that, Hey, you have this shot. Don't, don't waste it. Um, mm. little me was always gravitated toward the cool stories like the great Gatsby or mm-hmm. like stories like the greatest showman or like these different things, like these Hamilton. stories that are told Hamilton. Yeah don't waste a shot you know like i have always loved having those things like man he's got this road ahead and he's made a big impact and people are now it's living past his own life like when he died there was this spirit that is now affecting people generations on and i love that and i think that i've been impacted by those kind of people and i want to be that for someone whether that's one person or two people or no people at all i just want to be pursuing that because I know that'll give me purpose in my own life. What would you say one word is that has described your journey over your whole life that's kind of led to where you are now? So again, we've had a year to kind of think about this. Um, my word, and you'll think it's a cop out. It's it's method um, to keep it short I don't and think sweet. That's a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think. You came up with method for a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. you came up with method supply, and and I think I don't think it's a cop out. <laughs> well, basically, it it was almost like predictable in my head. Like, so method is what I would say my word is to describe this whole journey. And like, really, to make a long story short, it's it represents the things that you can control. You can never control the cards you're dealt, and you can never control the things that happen to you in life, like 
things that happen with family or natural disasters or these other unexplainable things that we can never truly control. All we can really control is what's here in our heart and our mind and our soul and what we put our breath into mm-hmm. and our, our life into. That's that's what method represents for me. And that means everything that's happened, everything that may happen, but really living in this moment right now and living the method, I think is the most important thing anyone can do. So if you haven't already, please find your method and really take that time for yourself because it will save your life. It will it will help you figure out who you are and the better you understand yourself and the better you understand how you react to things, the better you can anticipate issues and problems and deal with things that you didn't see coming and being like okay with it because you have a method and you can stick to it and it's worked and maybe it doesn't work all the time, but you tune it up and you change it and you adapt and that's what really really all i care about is helping people get through these tough times and through their own journeys and their walks is to share people's methods and to give people methods and to share mine and tune mine in and to really like i don't know impact that world impact someone's life by sharing these specific methods and i'm going to keep saying method until we get off of this show but that is definitely the word and i'm sticking to it that was Kaipo Sotelo on how to get the most out of your story by finding your method. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Method Supply Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming service. That's all for now. But as always, we challenge you to find, live, and share your method today. See you next time.